we discussed balance as something dynamic not something fixed but there are certain things certain patterns like you know fingerprint is a pattern yes. that is there and the dna is a pattern this kind of a signature yes so is there a signature of one person's balance some yes. what is there such a thing yes it is because uh, this is what in ayurveda we call as a prakriti the baseline to which you know the individual keeps coming back mm. okay and uh, that is called prakriti mm. but this is very wrongly translated nowadays as constitution body type it does not really convey the deeper meaning of the word prakriti okay so tell us the deeper meaning yes you know uh, when you talk about constitution it means you know something is created out of some ingredients and so what you are most predominantly constituted out becomes your constitution right but prakriti does not mean this i will come to that okay the second thing is body type body typing is like a classification you say you know people with these characteristic will be in this group people with another defining characteristic could be grouped in a separate uh, right. category but prakriti actually means prakriti okay means it's the first basal state okay at the moment of conception ayurveda says that your baseline is determined okay the baseline for each individual is that physiological state to which when you come back you will be in the most optimal state of functioning okay so it's like coming back home what is your home you know the the home state of your own physiological uh, functions is what we call as prakriti so this is your time zero yes state yes that is your prakriti that's the prakriti but then and that is considered a desirable state to get back to yes the body constantly tries to come back there because at that in that state the flexibility of the doshas it's all optimal so there is a state at time zero and the body has a natural propensity to want to come return back. to that state yes. which is unique to different people yes uh what if somebody somebody's prakriti is defective it's a birth defect and he want to change his prakriti changing the physical prakriti is not possible okay so i am stuck with whatever i mean this means that because of my prarabdh my past life karma i was born that way i'm going yeah, to yeah there be are certain things which we cannot change, change. Okay. but we can compensate and that's why ayurveda is there okay if you know your prakriti you can use certain lifestyle this is one of the key things in ayurveda because i'll just try to explain this a little bit more because you know ayurveda says that we are both similar and different at the same time mm. and this is this paradox that we have to deal with in our life because we are all made of the same elements so there is an absolute fundamental unity of life right i mean we are even similar with the bacteria that destroys of us of course with the amoeba that attacks us right with all life forms it's right. all the same ingredients right and still nature has been able to you know conjure up this kind of amazing diversity mm. so much so that each life form has its own signature mm. even within species each member has its own signature mm. and this we say is the configuration mm. it's the same ingredients but they are configured differently mm. and these permutations and combinations make us very very different mm. uh and to know your prakriti means to actually discover this configuration even while we know that the ingredients are the same it's just the three doshas so can that be related to dna because the idea of dna is a modern science idea yes is that related to prakriti in ayurveda we do have some 
rudimentary ideas about uh, you know genetic uh, tr- transmission of traits we say that the shukra and shonita they are like the bija in and the bija contains the blueprint of the entire body mm. so that is why from a mango seed only a mango tree will come mm. from a human seed only a human being will come mm. because the entire blueprint is there mm. inside the seed mm. and then this is divided into bija bhaga and bija bhaga avayava mm. so they say that there are bija bhagas these are divided into portions and then portion of that portion mm. so if each bija represents a particular organ or you know structure of the body mm. and the parts represent parts of those organs so there could be you could say that this they're trying kind of uh, describing what later on got detailed as a dna yes you could say that because it looks very much like you know the chromosomes the genes and the dna mm. so but genetic engineering uh, you can scissor out one yes. add another does that mean you are they've now figured out a way to change your prakriti prakriti engineering yes <laughs> no so, because you know if there is something there must be a map somewhere yes in the cloud yes somewhere uh, maybe in the karan sharir or yeah. somewhere yes uh, because uh, this prakriti there is a memory somewhere yes that this is your prakriti yeah and all your life you're going to try to your body's trying to return to it so it's somewhere in the body somewhere now i'm not saying that it's like a computer where it's a local place called hard drive and the right, memory there right, right. maybe it's scattered all over maybe yes. it's not even in this space maybe it's in a different realm yes that's that's the thing i mean because in ayurveda we talk about different types of shariras the sthula sharira the sukshma ativahika sharira then also the karana sharira hmm. and if you try to just manipulate the physical body you're going to create some incongruence with your deeper subtle body mm. because your body is a karmic body it is there right. for you to you know uh, exhaust your karma is it uh, in the karan sharir which is the seeds of past karma deposited yeah that is in the ativahiga the sukshma sharir so is that is that where the the blueprint of this prakriti lies and is that why we can't change it Yes, uh, this is very much linked to the sukshma sharira. I mean, you go into deep meditation, you can cleanse yourself, you could heal your mind. You have all kind of baggage, all kind of negative thoughts. You can remove them, eliminate them as you go through life. Your sukshma sharira can be. Yes, evolved. in Ayurveda, we say that all these things. There are exceptions when you do certain measures like rasayana, anyatra rasayana, anyatra yoga siddhi. so these are exceptions but these are ayurveda is uh, advised for the common man who is not capable of you know doing this kind of but deeper prakriti you feel is an absolute for that person for that particular life you yes. cannot really change it these are tendencies yeah. which you can compensate to a great extent but even if you change the dna if that i think we need to do that experimentally because i'm very glad you're a scientist that's a true scientist a true scientist says everything is verifiable subject to verification yes. that's right that's a good attitude because you know there is a, a brand of tomato they developed yes uh, now all these principles also apply to plants yes. okay they also have this tendency the plant as a prakriti right it wants to seek that balance am i right yes, animal laws every life so there's a brand of the type of tomato where they took a gene from a pig and they were experimenting with all these genes we put one to make it more resistant it doesn't have disease and all kind of stuff 
and of course it created a big uproar that you know we are eating pig d but this kind of a genetic modification genetic engineering you cannot rule that out so we do not know how and we don't know what harm is being caused by the uh, yes. engineering your prakriti yes. we need to experimentally see the results and it could be it could create some bizarre effect yes it could but in in our tradition i felt that uh, you know we were technology savvy we were experiment oriented which is why we have stories about you know strange births yes assisted births attempts to manipulate the womb i mean the fetus that is growing in the womb we have the stories of prahlada mm. we have the story of abhimanyu right so they were trying to do everything that was possible in fact right. even the whole engineering was done at a young age so that the vasanas could also be kind of modified mm. so the childhood period where the being was much more pliable you know was considered so important to bring about these changes so this prakriti as the baseline yes kind of uh, uh, mapping of some sort a very abstract kind of a thing uh, is it it's not just physical it is because the so prakriti itself is of different types right so there are some prakritis uh, at least seven types are described in ayurveda some of the prakritis tell us how we are similar to each other okay and some prakritis pratyatmaniyada which is specific to one individual mm-hmm. so this uh, similarity dissimilarity is the framework in ayurveda we call samanya vishesha so we the question is how you want to navigate with your experiences mm-hmm. depending on the situation you have to work sometimes at a level of samanya or sometimes at a level of vishesha right and so vishesha is always considered necessary only up to the extent that it has a practical value right like i can keep counting my hairs going on blowing up the size of the hair and finding out its structure but it may not have any purpose right so samanya is good enough for a practical you know application mm. so prakriti also we understand as a balance of samanya and vishesha mm. so we have jati prakriti jati being a, a, a class of a class of species species, species because they, this is basically defined as inbreeding jati germany right so people who breed within themselves right that is a strict it's not race i don't right. want I to translate it as race it's inbreeding right and then we have kula prakriti which is cross breeding right because within family that so this is based on how genetic information is transmitted right people tend to have common characters right and then we have kala prakriti Mm. which is based on the influence of time right people living in a place with a similar climate will start exhibiting some similar characteristics people desha prakriti mm. people living in a particular place mm. will begin to you know exhibit certain characteristics because of the impact of the environment around them so when you are born because of all these factors which jati which time which place all of that will also determine your prakriti yes and some of these things get modulated even by your you know this is so in ayurveda today they call as genetics epigenetics would you say the jyotish matters jyotish yeah so the according to jyotish a lot depends on exact time and place of birth yes so are they saying that they are really trying to figure out your prakriti and that is what is going to influence your whole life yes they do uh jyotish uh, experts are also able to tell the prakriti especially when in childhood when the physical characteristics are not so fully developed in ayurveda it's very difficult to clinically identify the prakriti of a young child mm. 
because you need certain expressions. It's only when they become adult mm. that we can clinically assess their dosha prakritis. Mm. So in those days, the astrologers used to give the assessment. There's no blood test. There's no blood no test. Scan. <laughs> no scan. No. Yeah, there's no prakriti scan. No. Very fascinating. So, but today there are some studies. In fact, in one of the Nature Journal uh, scientific reports, there has been a publication. This is a study initiated by Dr. M. S. Valiathan and his colleagues, and where they found that this genome-wide correlation is there. So they might be able to find uh, that the traditional expert diagnose, uh, predicts this or it tells us what is this guy's prakriti. Yes. And then we do some gene analysis. Yes. The already studies have started. And then we can say that one day maybe we will be able to do a blood test and tell you your prakriti. This is exactly where things seems to be going. The studies are still very preliminary, but the results are very encouraging. And also... I would like to point out that Prakriti does not again mean that rigid, you know, uh, state of total non-adaptability. Mm. What we say, Prakriti sets some limits to your adaptability. But DNA does limit. Yes. DNA is hard limit. Uh, so this guy is a DNA and although the, this is where epigenetics allows epi you to turn, switch yes. on, switch off genes. That's, that's what Ayurveda talks about. So there, there is a lot of possibility. So what Ayurveda says, although we cannot fundamentally change this Prakriti, so they talk about two types of individuals, Shikshita and Ashikshita. Ashikshita is you are with your Prakriti crude, not compensated at all. But a Shikshita person, one who is, you know, uh, trained and uh, his, we have compensated for this Prakriti by suitable lifestyle, diet and all that, he fares much better than a person who is Ashikshita. So that is the whole goal of Ayurveda, to tell you how to deal with your prakriti. In summary, what makes a unique person? What makes a person unique? Yes, it is as I was telling, we are all made of the same ingredients, but it's the way they are configured, you know, at a fine level. That is what makes us unique. And in Ayurveda, it's very important that we understand our prakriti because that tells us why we are who we are. Because we... in Ayurveda also and or the whole of Indian spirituality tells that we are one. But that's not an experience. Our basic experience is that we have the distinct feeling that we are different. But we don't understand it. And Ayurveda tells you, this, so the concept of Prakriti is not just for treatment. It is actually to make you whole, complete and make your self -understanding life self-understanding. Because once you understand why you are different from others, then you know your role. Because the difference is... That's a very, very powerful idea. Yeah. This is the fundamental very, thing in Ayurveda. Right. Very so, powerful. what Ayurveda tells you is, nobody has to tell you that you are different, that you feel you are different from the whole universe. Mm. That's very clear. But once you understand Prakriti, you know why you are different. Mm. And how you can express your full potential. So that, and let go of this idea of difference. Mm. So that you discover a more fundamental unity. Mm. Without understanding why you are unique and different, mm. you can never understand or appreciate or experience the fundamental unity of the universe. So what would be, how do we apply the idea of Prakriti to the mind? So the mental Prakriti is made of the three gunas, mm. Sattva Rajasthamas, and the physical Prakriti is created by the three doshas, and each modulates the other. Okay. So. What I have understood also... So body affects the mind, mind, mind affects, affects the, body. the body. But they both have slightly different, uh, you know, uh, 
I mean, their prakritis are constituted differently. Mm. I'll just give an example, like a Vata person, Vata being very active and this person's mind will be hyperactive. Mm. He will have typically what you say as thought diarrhea, mm. more thoughts than he can express. Mm. Attention deficit. Attention deficit. So he want quick, he'll watch your video for four seconds. Yes. Or he'll want <laughs> go to the one. next one. Yeah. But. He'll go on Twitter and not go, not go read a book. Yes. He'll say, tell me in 100 characters. Yes. <laughs> That's true. And also, he's a very anxious person. Yes. There's a lot of anxiety in Avata constitution. So, the first response to any situation would be through anxiety. But the, so the Vata modulates the mind in a certain particular way. But the mind itself of that person could be sattvic, rajasic or tamasic. If he's a sattvic person, then the whole expression completely changes. Even if the first response could be anxiety, the person is able to, in this, because the mental constitution is what you, how you express yourself consciously. The physical constitution is what happens unconsciously. The physical response, I mean the mind responds first from the basis of your physical constitution. That will be a reflex reaction. Mm. So if you say there is fire, the Vata person will just jump out mm. immediately without thinking. A Pitta person will try to look for the extinguisher <laughs> because he's, he likes to confront the situation. The Kapha person will ask, is there really fire? Because he is kind of uh, laid back. Oh, and laid back. <laughs> He says no problem. Yeah, no Don't sensationalize. Don't sensationalize. Don't make a spread a rumor. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm okay. Yes. But depending on how the so this is the first response. Right. But a sattvic vata person will be immediately able to overcome his uh, anxiety because of his conscious effort from the mind. But a rajasic vata would just you know overexpress that anxiety. So there is a modulation between the you know they keep modulating each other the mind and the body. And that is how our personality actually So, expresses. Prakruti expresses itself in the body through the balancing of the doshas yes. and in the mind through the Three balancing gunas. of the gunas. Very interesting. So, therefore, summary, Prakruti is not translatable. No, because it's not as simple as… It's not as your nature and your you know, constitution. constitution and yeah. Body type. Body type. It's not just your body type. Right. Because those terms don't really have this depth of, uh, this philosophical depth. Yes, because the formula that Ayurveda says is manage your body and transform your mind. Hmm. You can, anybody on earth can move from a tamasic state to a sattvic state with effort. Hmm. And that will have a positive impact. So once you are in a sattvic state, your physical prakriti becomes manageable. Hmm. So this is the formula that Ayurveda gives. Hmm. Don't try to change your physical prakriti, work on your mental prakriti. And when you become sattvic, you have the ability now to be in control of your physical body also. Very good.